Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Weekday Chat, where we talk about where we've been and where we're going. We we'll always look forward to this time to touch base with you during the week. My name's Steve White. And I'm Riley Weaver. I'm also one of the ministers here at the church. Thanks once again for joining us today. This is a great opportunity for us to connect and just talk a little bit more about Sunday's sermon. If you've got any questions about the sermon or, I guess, anything else, feel free to comment. We'll try to answer those as soon as we can. This last Sunday, Steve preached, thought it was a great message. You have to say that. I'm sitting here, right? Well, I really did think it was a great <laughs> message. I already told you that. So uh, he preached on Jonah 4, and he ended our sermon series on Jonah. The title of his sermon was Running With God. And, you know, the whole story of Jonah, God calls Jonah, says, I want you to go to Nineveh and, you know, preach, tell them to repent. Jonah says, no, I don't want to do that. So he flees the other direction, tries to cross the sea. God sends a big storm. Jonah gets thrown overboard. Mm -hmm. He gets eaten by a big fish. Um, And then, you know, the fish spits Jonah up on the sea. Jonah's finally like, okay, God, I see what you're doing here. I'm going to go to Nineveh. Jonah goes to Nineveh, he preaches, the people repent, and then we come to chapter four, and that's what Steve's sermon was about. After Mm -hmm. the people repented, Jonah was mad. He he left the city basically to go pout because Mm -hmm. he thought that God should have punished the people for all the bad stuff they did. Um, He he didn't like it that when they repented, God said, okay, I'm not going to destroy the city. So Jonah goes out, uh, he, he sits outside the city, you know, there's the scorching sun over the top of him. So God causes this plant to grow over him and it gives him some shade. You know, he can relax a little bit. And then the next day, the scorching sun comes out again and God causes a worm to come and eat that plant. The plant yeah. dies. Then all of a sudden, uh, Jonah doesn't have any shade. And basically what God says to Jonah is, you know, you cared about this plant, but you're not the one that made it grow. So why would I not care about all these people in Nineveh? You know, I'm the one that made them grow, that created them. Um, So, you know, basically (laughs) what Steve is talking about is just loving people that are different than us, loving people that uh, maybe we don't want to love. And kind of the main thought of his sermon is, um, is your love rationed or impassioned, which was a great rhyme, uh, great message. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you know, a couple of questions about this, Steve. Jonah disagreed with God, obviously. He thought that God should have handled the Ninevites differently. Have you ever dealt with a time where you disagreed with God, and what did you do? You know, I... I, you know, I don't think I could ever say I've disagreed with God. I've just been really careful. I know a lot of a lot of preachers and Christians will say, well, go ahead and get angry with God. That's fine. I've always struggled with that mm. because of who he is. Now, can God handle it? Sure, he can handle it. Is he gracious to us uh, when we are like that? Sure, he is, just like he was with Jonah. That doesn't mean I should take full advantage of that because that's just... God has to get over it or something, my anger. that I, I just never – that doesn't mean that I've always understood God. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. I don't understand why I pray for certain things and God doesn't answer it my way when I can see nothing bad about answering this prayer the way I want an answer. Mm-hmm. Or 
especially when I'm praying for people who are hurting, who are losing a loved one. I'm praying for the healing or praying for that child not to die and it dies anyway. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Yeah. And, and scenes in the Bible like Uzzah touching the ark and, and dying immediately. Ananias and Sapphira being struck by God in the middle of the church service because they misrepresented their, their financial giving. Um, other things like that, or why Achan and his whole clan is stoned, even though Achan was the one that took the spoiled goods out of Jericho mm-hmm. against God's direct command. Now, I don't, I don't understand all that. You know, um, Isaiah the prophet says, it is a very foolish thing to argue with your creator. Hmm. And I think we ought to take that warning to heart. I'm not saying deny our anger. That, that just pretend it's not there. But when it's there, I just think we ought to state it carefully and state it, um, our confusion about God, things like that. It, it, it's the same way to me when, when Mary's going to have Jesus and she says, how can this thing be? And God honors her. Hmm. Zechariah, when he hears they're going to have a baby, Ah, oh, no, no, this can't be. One, one is saying, why? How? And the other one's going, how? It's, it's, it's the heart behind the question mm. that makes all the difference. Yeah. I just think he's our creator. We're the clay. He's the potter. And we, we want to make sure, you know, J- Job did it that way, right? Mm. And God said, okay, Job, enough. Mm. You let me talk. And Job responded, you know, I repent in dust and ashes. Mm. You know, so I just, so disagree, yell, angry with him or charge, um, and I try to be careful about that. Yeah, I'm sure. Just me. How about you? You have a yeah. different answer for that? Yeah, I think I, I'm similar to you in, you know, whether or not I've disagreed with God before. I don't think, th- there's definitely been times where there's been things I've not understood, yes. things that have made me sad that I wish would have turned out a different way. Right. But I've never had a like a, a faith-challenging disagreement yes. with God. But, and, no, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying, maybe I just haven't hurt deeply enough or something. Sure, sure, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've, you know, I, I'm pretty young, so that, that sure. could happen one day, but at this point in my life, I've been pretty blessed and fortunate Man, so me far. me too, me too. I, I think, you know, I, I have helped other people work through some situations like this where they've had major disagreement with God, and I think... One question that's really important to ask is, is that what God really says? I think because of um, misinformation about Christians, misinformation about God, there's a lot of things that people would say, I just can't believe God did that. Or I can't believe Christians believe that. When we really don't believe that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, one example, I've got several Muslim friends, really good Muslim friends, and, um, you know, for them, they they believe in one God, but they think that we believe in three gods yes. because the Trinity, you know, Father, Son, right. and the Holy Spirit. Obviously, we believe that that's all the same God, one God, three essences, but, you know, I'll have Muslim friends say, you know, do you believe in the Trinity? Well, I'll ask them, well, what do you think the Trinity is? It means you believe in three gods. Let's say, I don't believe in that. Right. Right. So I, th- I think you've got to make sure before you disagree with God, you've got to check and make sure, huh, is this actually what God says? And I think, you know, part of, part of this whole process is just having a conversation with God over this disagreement. Are you praying about this disagreement? 
Are you searching God's word to really find the truth about what he says? And are you talking to other people who are strong in their faith who can give you good advice about this disagreement? You know, it's, mm. it's kind of like, say, if I had a disagreement with you and I just let it fester and fester and fester and I never talk to you about it, yes. then really it would be my fault for being so That's angry right. about this. That's right. My assumption is that if I went to you and said, hey, I'm, I'm having this issue, like you, let's talk about this, you know? Right. And I think there's a similar principle there with God. I just think people that lash out against God, really, I exert, you're exactly right. Haven't even gotten time and necessarily, this sounds judgmental, I don't mean this, but I just think we do have to wrestle more with God than we do. Mm-hmm. We don't wrestle. If we did, I think we would emerge stronger yeah. and better and allow him to be the God that he is. He, he's eternal one. He sees everything. He, he sees the big picture. I don't. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a created being. Sure. So I'm very limited. We yeah. forget that. Absolutely. All right. Well, we talked about love Sunday. Um, the time in your life when the love of God showed up mm-hmm. in, a, in a personal way, that changed you or that captured you in some way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once again, I don't think I can think of a specific time where, you know, I was disappointed or sad or, you know, discouraged or whatever it is and like really needed God to show up. Once again, I've been really blessed and fortunate in my life so far. However, I, I do think that just in general, I'm, captivated by God's love in a way that I'm not captivated by anything else. So like growing up, I really don't feel like I was a person with many interests. Like there was people who like loved sports or loved music or loved video games or like that wasn't me. I really don't think I was super passionate about too many things, but as I got older and just became more aware of God, I felt really captivated by him, by his love, by his word. And I think that's the way that he's totally changed my life is just giving me something to be passionate about in general. That's a great testimony. Yeah. yeah. What would you say? I know this is, sounds probably weird because when you're, when you're in the positions we're in, when we're in ministry, it looks on the surface that... We are super confident. We're on top of things. Are you saying you're not perfect? (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) And one of my weaknesses is that after all these years, I still lack confidence. Hmm. And and, um, before a counseling situation, I I sweat bullets inside getting up to preach when I do. I I feel very unqualified to do the things of ministry. Hmm. And all I want to say is that I've been awestruck by how God always grants what is necessary. It doesn't mean it's a great sermon. It doesn't mean it's perfect counseling. It doesn't mean I do everything well. It simply means he, is, he does grant a confidence that doesn't come from me because I don't have that of myself. And the way he has loved me is just help me know, Steve, just, just go where I call you I'm going to be with you. Hmm. And to me, that, that has so, that awareness, I will be with you always. I have just stated over and over, he is here. He is blessing. He's going to encourage whatever it is. That's awesome. So I, I thank him for that. That's great. So, you know, last question, God, obviously he pursued the people of Nineveh. You know, he, he could have destroyed them, but he chose not to because they repented. Um, what do you think this 
says to us about the way that we should view others? Well, as I said Sunday, there has to be this continual undercurrent in our lives that, that, that we are just drawn to people. We have to be. It doesn't matter what your personality is, as I said Sunday. It's all about the heart of God. And, th- and this is what we don't know about Jonah. And I didn't get to spend time on this Sunday. I'm not even sure I said it every service. But the thing about Jonah is he did obey but we don't know if he ever cared for them. Hmm. And it sounds like hmm. he was sitting there still waiting for them to burn. If that's true, if that's what's behind that statement that he went to the east of the city and watched and waited, hmm. it sounds as if he was still hoping God was going to burn him up. And so, see, the scary thing about Jonah's story is that we can do what God tells us to do. Okay, yeah, my new neighbor moved in. Yeah, I'll do this. God wants me to, so I'll do it. You can do that. Without having really the love of God in you, mm. you know, or not really having this burden, I wonder what their spiritual condition is like. And that's mm. the scary thing about being a Christian and our, our default toward being rule followers. We can follow the rules and yet never have the heart of Christ. No. So we have to practice loving people. We have to, we have to pray for that that we will love people, that we'll treat everyone well, that every, everywhere we go in business, no matter what, the, the, how the server is, no matter what the checkout person is like, that has no bearing on how I'm going to treat them, how I'm going to respond to them in that moment. Mm. You know, if, if they're treating me badly, maybe I need to say, you must be having a rough day. Mm. Seems like you're having a rough day or something to show concern rather than be irritated back, mm. you know, at them. Yeah. You know? That's good. I've never heard that perspective on, you know, Jonah. Yeah, he did what God asked him to do, but he, his heart wasn't in well, it. Well, it so, really yeah. exposes yeah. me. Uh, I think mm. about, you know, my job description. What am I doing? Mm. Am I doing this so the elders will know that I'm doing a good job? Yeah. Or, or am I doing it compelled by Christ within? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, as believers, that's where we're trying to get to, a new heart that is truly the heart of Jesus. Yeah. I think one thing that comes off the top of my head, you know, after what you just said, is we've got to make sure not to treat people like projects. You know, are we, are we doing this because we genuinely love people or just... Uh, you know, check off, oh, I shared the gospel with that person, or I blessed that person, or... Well, and it's it also yeah. the way in which we engage them. Mm-hmm. You see, I believe there are some Christians, they like to slap people up a little bit, you know, in their testimony, or in talking about Jesus, you know, hit them over the head, Sure. you know, well, I've done my part, it's up to them, they're just stubborn people. Well, that's not the love of Christ, right? Sure. It is is being drawn to them because they're eternal beings, yeah. we have a chance to express ourselves and relate and hear their hearts yeah. and that kind of thing. I think another thing with all this is, you know, just thinking about Nineveh, there is a reason that Jonah hated them. You know, they were yes. a superpower. They were like the Nazi Germany of the ancient world at that time. Yes. You know, they're very warlike. They were conquering other civilizations. Um, you know, they would cut off three limbs and leave the right, leave this limb on so they could shake their hand before they died. Really? Yes. Huh. I didn't know that. I've, I've read that the uh, Assyrians, they would cut off the ear of every person they killed in battle so that they could collect it and know how many people they killed. So, yeah, yeah it pretty, pretty crazy. You know, Jonah had reason to dislike them. And I think that just goes to illustrate what lengths God wants us to go to to love people that we dislike that are different than us. So unlovable. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. cruel. Whether it be a, a personal enemy, a national enemy, yes. uh, I, I think God would want us to love them. And 
you know, in, in this story, you know, God talks about, hey, you didn't create this plant, but you cared about it. Well, I created all these people. I should care about them. Just super important to remember that God has created each human being in right. his image, and uh, we need to treat And we them. won't do that well until we recognize that truth and that every person is an eternal being, mm. and everybody has a destination, heaven or hell. That's yeah. it. And if we could look at every person that way, it would change how we see people. Absolutely. Well, we've concluded uh, this month. We're going to begin Psalm 23 and John 10 in this new month of uh, October. And uh, who doesn't love, who's been in the Lord a while, Psalm 23. Even for people who have been in the Lord, uh, they probably know something. Many people know something about Psalm 23. Not everybody. But it is such a grand psalm. Mm. Uh, We learn much about the leadership of Christ, his care for us, his love for us. So I hope you'll join us either in person or online. Uh, we love you having, have you being a part of us. So uh, please, uh, please join us in this uh, journey in October at the Good Shepherd. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.